This is a trigger warning. This episode contains adult themes. This episode contains references to suicide and mental health. And if you need some help, please make sure you reach out and talk to someone. Well, hello and welcome to The Divine Podcast. I'm your host, Dee, and some of you may recognize me from my reality TV show days. Or if you're new here, I hope you can connect with my ideas and thoughts on things that really shape who I am as a person. I will be sharing personal stories and conversations that will make you laugh at my pain, cry with me through heartbreaks, and feel hopeful about life and all its roller coaster of emotions. And hello and welcome to The Divine for another episode. And I have my producer, Court. Hello. (laughs) And also joining me today, one of my favourite human beings in the whole entire world, Madison Mills. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) So Maddie is my bestie, ride or die, slash housemate, slash full-time sick bitch, slash boss-ass <laughs> human being, slash <laughs> thug life gangster. Slash, slash the funniest person I know. I mean, second only <laughs> to me. You're not. <laughs> we already talked about this. I'm way more funnier than you. Do you want to play Cards Against Humanity right now? Because I'll no, beat you again. On a basic level, you are funnier. By the way, <gasps> Squeeze <laughs> me? Cards Against Humanity, that you are funnier. You yeah, because I'm witty. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. not basic. <laughs> I feel like those who don't know you or don't know about our friendship needs to know how we became friends. Mm-hmm. Like, people see me share you on my story all the time. Like, you're all over my Instagram and, like, you know, I feel like we're like a little duo. It's always Maddie and D, Maddie and D. Classic Maddie and D mess around. Mad D. Ma- hey. Hey. But, um, so how do we become friends? So how long have we been friends now? Eight. Seven years, eight years. So we actually met at work yeah. and I was, I I believe I was 22 at the time. I'm 29 now. So wait, we've only been friends for six years. I yeah, feel it like, feels longer. I know. I feel like I've known you my whole life. Yeah. That's how the best kind of friendships happen. Comic bonds. But when I first met you, I think the first time I ever met you, I did not <laughs> like you at all. I hated you as well. <laughs> <laughs> And That's it's how so, all the best friendships start. It's so wild because like now like, you know, I'm obsessed with you. But <laughs> so we were at work and I was in the lifts and Maddie comes in with her fucking uh, colleague and she says this joke to her colleague. She thinks she's so funny with this joke. She's like, are you from Africa? Because you're a freaking bitch. <laughs> and I thought she was saying it to me. I was like, excuse me. And she was like, I wasn't talking to you. And I was like... <laughs> All right. And then that was it. And I was like, fine. Bye, bitch. <laughs> my, my first impression was. Wow, you're such a funny, such a funny joke. Uh. My first impression of you was we were in the lobby and there was a big barrel that had to be moved for some draw that we were having. And you looked at me and you were like, excuse me, can you move that? And I was like, one, you're not my boss. <laughs> and two, you didn't even say please. <laughs> Who does this bitch think she is? And I was like, okay. So then whenever I saw you strutting in your yellow dress walking through the Excuse business. me, it wasn't yellow. It was navy blue. Get the colours right. Oh, no, yeah, no. The yellow dress was the other one, the, the first date's one. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I, I'm like visualising it in a yellow dress. That was the first date's dress. Strut through <laughs> your little heels. 
<laughs> yeah, damn, her booty fat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she might look good, but she's got an attitude. <laughs> she got bright attitude. Yeah. Um, but then I don't even know how we became friends after that. We started working closely together. No, and then um, so we weren't in the same team at that yeah, point. And we then didn't really you know each other then. Yeah. And then you moved into my team. <clears throat> And then we started bonding because I felt like, you know, like, um, cause I was a bit more, um, I had a couple more years work experience in marketing than you. Yeah. And then you moved into my team. So I felt like I took you under my wing a little bit and taught you a few things. Yeah, definitely. And that's how we just sort of naturally bonded. And now like, you know, we're the best of friends and yeah. the last year living with you has been the time of my so life. So good, so many adventures. And yeah, so we have some wild stories, but the main reason why I wanted you on here today is I feel like we always have so many funny stories where we talk about the people we've we've slept with. Yeah. How many people have you slept with, by the way? Wait, bro, like, I don't... I don't don't like that question. If a guy was to ask me that, I would be like, are you okay? (laughs) If a guy asked me that, I was like... I always slept with three people. <laughs> you always say three. I've had ex-boyfriends <clears throat> ask me, oh, so how many boys have you been with? And I was like, three. <laughs> I was not expecting that question. <laughs> I told you, it's a welcome to my podcast. Hello. <laughs> I was like, do I lie? <laughs> yeah, you always lie, babe. You never tell the truth. <laughs> oh, I'm an honest person. Yeah, but like you never tell people how many people you actually slept with. Like I'll tell you off the record. One of the reasons why I want to do this episode because A, you're really funny. Yes, you are funny, but not funnier than me. But B, I want to make people, especially my listeners, more comfortable with their sex experiences because I feel like so many of us would have so many embarrassing, cringeworthy sex stories that if we were to share ours, it will make people feel better about what they've been through. Cause it sure I will make them feel better. Because <laughs> I certainly have a lot of fuck stories that like fucked up, embarrassing, cringeworthy stories <laughs> that you've heard. And we've like had so many tears. That I've heard from your mouth or heard from the bedroom walls. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, which one are you going to tell? The condom one. Tell okay, the condom okay, one. Okay. The condom one's the, my favourite one, I think. Set um, the scene. Okay, so I went away. You weren't with me on this trip, but I went away yeah. with one of my friends up to the Gold Coast. And to set the scene, it had been like probably close to a year since I had had sex. Close to it, like eight to ten months before I went up to the Gold Coast. Like, oh. I, yeah, it had been, <laughs> it'd been, a little, it'd been a little while. Yeah. Um, and I went up. We went out to the Burley Pav. It was lots of fun. We got lit, doing shots. There was this one guy there who was really hot, really nice. We are vibing, doing shots together. Everything was going great. She left to go back to where we were staying and I stayed out because I was having the time of my life. Um, and then I just looked at him. We'd been like dancing together and stuff and I just looked at him and I was like, all right, so are we going back to yours or mine? And he was like... Oh, um, uh, yours? And I was like, <laughs> okay. So then we get in. The, <laughs> we were down in Burley and I was staying in Surface. So it was a little bit of like a journey to get back. But in the car, he seemed really like anxious, like a little bit like, oh, what am I getting myself into? And I was like, are you okay? And I was like, we don't have to do this. And he was like, <laughs> are you okay, hon? Yeah. Like, you're safe. Yeah, you're <laughs> safe. He goes, no, no, like, I'm just thrown by your confidence. Like, you're very upfront. You're very forward. I'm not used to it. And yeah, I was like- because I'm horny because I haven't fucked in like <laughs> 10 months, bro. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just threw it on the table. 
Um, but this is an important note for later on in the story, why he was like nervous. So then he got the um, Uber driver to pull into a servo and he got a box of condoms. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What size were the condoms they got? I think they were just average, but if they got smaller, no, they actually did, which is another point you'll see later on in the story. <laughs> I don't know if Servo has a selection of sizes. Like, I just think you get what you oh get God. when you pull up to BP. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even take it seriously. <laughs> I know it's so funny because I know what's about to come and I just... I'll, 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 I compose You're my, asking the right questions, I'll, I'll try to compose myself. <laughs> so then... So I'm staying in this one-bedroom apartment with my friend who's in the bedroom asleep. So obviously we can't go in there. So we are out. The balcony was like a kind of closed-off balcony. Like it wasn't open. Like it had like tinted glass on it so like you couldn't see. So we're having sex on the balcony. And first up, the most like weird thing that happened in this encounter was we were having sex and under his breath, Huh? Under his what? Under his breath, he said, I love you. <laughs> he was like, I love you. <laughs> and before we were having sex, he put a condom on and his penis was like, no shame to him. <laughs> like, no, honestly, like the size doesn't matter. But the condom didn't really fit very well. Like it was, it was big, right? So then halfway through sex, I see him put on a second condom and I was like, oh, like the first one just like must have fallen off. Like I know like, but the like, basically it was just very loose. <laughs> and then we're having sex again. We actually broke the tile, like the table leg smashed into the tile on the balcony and it just like concaved in. Um, and then, yeah, it ended. He was like, oh, like, let's go have a shower. And I was like, oh, whatever. So we had a shower. He got out. I stayed in the shower. And he was out in the lounge room. <coughs> then I come out and he's like, I'm going to go. I'm like, yeah, cool, sweet. I'm like in a towel. He's like, are you going to walk me out? And I was Why, bro? Like, Leave. Um, probably <laughs> not. Like, you're a grown man. You can this fucking is like go. the Meriton. I'm in a towel. Like, Bye. deuces. Um, and then my friend was like, babe, while you're in the shower, I heard him on the phone out in the lounge room. And he was like, um, yeah, no, I'm out with the boys. I promise. Um, I'll be home soon. And I was like, oh, God. God, I've just slept with someone that probably has a girlfriend and maybe he was face fucking me, which is why he said, I love you. Like he, was, he was trying to make himself feel better. Imagine he's having sex with his girlfriend. But then I was like, that's probably why he was so nervous and anxious in the car on the way. I was like, it wasn't my confidence, King. You are taken. So to clarify, this man didn't tell you that he had no, a girlfriend. I would never do that. Yeah. And you slept with him because he didn't like, tell you that he was taken and he fucking chose to come back home with you yeah and he was nervous the whole time he had sex with you told you he loves you after <laughs> I just don't think it was after me just was meeting you, you after just meeting you that <laughs> night but the man's is obviously feeling guilty because he was <laughs> he's clearly think, not okay he's yeah he was thinking it. of his girlfriend <laughs> yeah anyway like, just go home and have sex with your girlfriend bro <laughs> but the story gets worse <laughs> um, so then you come home so yeah i get on a plane that yeah, morning. That morning, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like, this probably happened like three and then the flight was like 10. Yeah. So come back to Sydney. Then you and I have a friend over for dinner mm. and you made an amazing lasagna, Chef Ting. La, how do you say that? Lasagna. <laughs> so, so, say it again. Say, 
Say, say, you made an amazing lasagna. <laughs> is that, am I saying it bad? Am I saying it lasagna. wrong? Lasagna. Lasagna. Why is it lasagna? Lasagna? You're really like pronouncing the G. Yeah. Lasagna? Yeah. <laughs> Do I get She's a medal? not a bogan. <laughs> anyway, so you and I had a friend over for dinner that Tell night. Tell everyone again how awesome of a cook I am. Yes, you made an amazing lasagna. It was beautiful, chef's kiss. Um, but we were sitting outside eating and I just had a shower. I was in like pajama shorts and I was like, what is that itchy sensation? And I looked down and I could see like, I was like, fuck, did like tissues go through the washing machine or something? I could see this white thing. I pulled it out and it was the condom, the first condom that it came <laughs> off. It obviously came off inside me and he just <laughs> chose not to tell me and then put his second one back on. Like, that's a health hazard. <laughs> Sorry. I know a friend that had a condom stuck up inside her and she didn't know and she was in serious pain. She had to go to the hospital and they had to remove it. So we're all sitting around <laughs> having a wholesome dinner with my amazing lasagna. <laughs> the sun was setting. It was a beautiful scene. I was just enjoying like, you know, hearing my friend's story. Like I missed your weekend. Hearing you have this amazing wild <laughs> sex capade with this man that was cheating his girlfriend. I was like so engrossed in it. I look over and you're like doing something weird with your leg. I'm like, the fuck is she doing? Like, is she playing with herself? I was like, Maddie, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, this is not the time and place. <laughs> this but, is dinner time. And then I was just like, okay, she's going through something you just like i just look at you and you were just holding this thing and i was like why are you showing us a tissue maddie and then i i did a double take i was like are you fucking kidding me it was a dangling rubber <laughs> condom it's and so i looked up. at you i was like maddie has that been inside you for seven hours and you were like yeah <laughs> And we all just like, we didn't know what to say. We weren't even I laughing. We were all shook. We were all shooketh. <laughs> Could have ended that. <laughs> Did you not feel it? Huh? No, because it was like, it must be like heaps up. And then like it gradually just like my vagina pushed it out. <laughs> it's like, what is this foreign object? Bro, stop. Pussy power. Uh, pheasant plucker. <laughs> My vagina was cleaning itself out. <laughs> She's a self-cleansing She's queen. She's a self-cleansing queen. That's fucked. That is so fucked. As if they would just not say anything. He's a fucking human trash bag. So, boys, if you, if you have a condo flop in someone, do the right thing and let the girl know. I'm Thank you for coming you, to my TED Talk. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel better because I feel like my story might top yours. I, I feel like I have told you this, but like probably not the whole story because okay. it happened so long ago, but <clears throat> I'm kind of scared to tell this story because I feel like the person I am and the profile I have, people know what shows I've been on. People know <laughs> they can connect the dots and figure out who I've slept with. So I'm not going to mention this person's name, but I'll tell you afterwards. But I feel like if people did some digging, they would figure out who it is. But I don't care. It happened so long ago. It's fine. I can talk about it now. This is when I was on Geordie Shore. It's just so humiliating, but it's fine. So I've 
this was my first ever reality. Well, I was on first dates before that, but this was my first proper time filming away. And I was, you know, like filming with the Geordies and the, these Geordies have been on like filming since they were 18 and stuff like that. So I was like brand new, fresh, right? And I was 24, even at 24, like I always thought that I was such a confident person, but being on a show like that, no one can ever prepare you for reality TV, can they? No one can, no one, there's no fucking how-to guide. There's no tutorial of how to behave or what to do. They literally asked me to be on the show and I'd never even seen Geordie Shaw before, mind you. Mm -hmm. I don't even like watching reality TV in general. So I was like, yeah, sick, I'll do it because it's fun. And, and you know, adventure. yeah, I get to get paid. I get to travel. I get to party. Like, fuck, why not? Let's go for it. So I did it. But during my time filming, I felt like, I wasn't like I needed to because I was 24. I was still very impressionable and I felt like I needed to have more screen time or whatever or just because there's so many like big personalities in the mm -hmm. house, right? There was about, I think, eight of us and then eight OG Geordies and then four Aussies, which was like the one that we filmed in Surface Paradise. So I felt like I needed to be a little bit extra to get more screen time, even though I'm, I'm extra in general. Like, you know, I like to party. I like to have fun. I felt like I wasn't pulling my weight enough to get the screen time. And I remember there was like one of the premises of the show is like we have parties and we invite people that we met out at the club. And then there's like intruders that come in. And like there was this boy from um, England that they flew in specifically to shake things up in the house because there was not enough single boys in the house and they wanted like more drama or whatever the fuck it was, right? So at this stage, we've already been filming for two weeks. This boy comes in on the third week and he's sort of like a new single boy that um and there was two single girls three single girls actually but there was two single girls on the show myself and another girl and I felt like me and her always had this sort of like rivalry or whatever the fuck it was like there's a bit of competition because like when we go out like you know we both like a single both like we both like the similar aesthetic type of boy so we went out we partied and like we came back to this house and then we saw him and both of us were like oh like he's cute like fresh meat and all that stuff so we were trying to make our move on him mm. And then, of course, me being the competitive one, I was like, yep, no, nope, I'm going to hook up with him tonight, even though I literally just met him five minutes ago. Whatever, I don't care. So we started making out, like, me and this boy, and then, like, things got really hot and heavy. I was really drunk at this stage, and everything was still being filmed, like, cameras were rolling and all that stuff. And they had this room in the house called the Shag Pad, <laughs> and the Shag Pad is where everyone sort of goes into fuck, which is kind of really disgusting because, yeah. like, they don't change the sheets, bro. So. What? They don't change the sheets. So. Oh my God, that's gross. Yeah. So I pull him into the shag pad because everyone's had a turn in the shag pad except for me. And I wanted it to be like, oh, you know, I'm deep. I've got a chance in the shag pad with this boy. So I pull Mady into the room. Things are getting hot and heavy. We're kissing, making out. And it's so fucking gross, like lying in this bed, knowing other people's fucked on it. It's actually really fucking disgusting. But, you know, when you're drunk and you're like partying, you don't care. So things get hot and heavy um, we're under the blankets. And the thing about when you're filming Geordie Shore, there's cameras everywhere. So there's small cameras everywhere, but like um, there's also a film crew, but there's small cameras in each room because the cameras are rolling all the time. It's like Big Brother, right? <sighs> so old mate and I are like, <laughs> and then it gets really hot. Like it's really hot because we're under the sheets. And I was like, bro, like it's getting too hot. Just take the sheets off. So <laughs> the cameras out. You know, he's like, like on top. And then suddenly the door opens the producers are like, guys, if you're going to have sex, you need to put the covers over yourselves. I was like, 
mate, like you can't just fucking keep me coming in. So we're like, all right, so we'll put the covers back over us. Door gets shut again. Fuck. <laughs> and then it gets too hot again. And I'm like, we took it off again. Literally two minutes later, matey comes back. Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you're going to have sex, put the sheets on. So there's obviously people watching you the whole time while you're having sex in there. That's cooked, bro. Yeah. I don't know how many people were watching us have sex. So I made a porno without even knowing it (laughs) because obviously they can't show us actually having sex. The only thing they can show is the the sheets sheets over and like movements under the sheets. So that's what they want to show. But every time we took the sheets off, they can't use that footage because it's not a fucking porno. So we did it again. It got really hot again because like, you know, we're drunk and stuff like that. We didn't care. The producer comes back and the producer's like, I'm not going to leave until your sheets are over you. So he's standing at the door like not watching us, but obviously someone's seeing us. We eventually just keep fucking with the sheets on and then he leaves. But so the producer stops coming in, but then the door opens again and everyone from the fucking house, all the Geordies starts coming in and they were like, just being drunk idiots, like jumping on the bed while his dick was still inside me. (laughs) And I'm just lying there and everyone's like, oh, he's getting fucked or whatever. And I was like, this is the most humiliating moment of my whole entire life. <laughs> but the thing is, like, they've all been in that same position, so... Yeah, but do okay. you know how fucked that is? It's so messed up. I, like, I have watched Shorty Short and I always used to think, like, the whole shag bad situation is cooked. Like, the fact that there's cameras and people watching, people have sex, I don't think I could do I would be so wigged out. But babe, but babe, like... The fuck, and the fucked up thing was like mentally, no one prepares you for a reality yeah, show. That's, that's cool. That was my first ever show. The producers don't tell you, hey, if you have sex, they don't tell you the talk. They don't give you the talk. If you do, like, just so you know, the effects of it, the mental health aspect of it afterwards is fucked. Like, I remember just having this experience and then after it was done, they were like, all right, see you later. We'll be in touch, like, blah, blah, blah. But no one follows up and no, no, of care there. Yeah. no one follows up saying, hey, are you okay? You could talk to a psychiatrist or whatever. Because that's a full thing. Like, that's a fucking ordeal to go through. And I want to say, this is the reason why so many reality stars kill themselves. Yeah. And I know this is a very intense topic because suicide is a very real thing. And if you guys have listened to my first episode, you know how fucked being on these shows has affected me mentally. Mm. But I'm just really thankful and grateful that I have people in my life that love me and support me and that I'm resilient as fuck because I hear so many stories of reality stars killing themselves after being on shows because no one ever prepares them for what happens afterwards. You tell a fucking 18 year old, you're going to be amazing. You're going to go on this show. And then they like, they come into the house with, let's say a thousand followers. They leave a show and then they wake up to a million followers overnight. Like all those Love Island stars, right? You mm-hmm. go from zero to like a thousand over, like a million overnight. Crazy, crazy. And it's an amazing experience. But they don't fucking prepare you for the trolls. They don't prepare you for how the anxiety that you get. They don't prepare you for how, what it feels like to watch yourself on the show. They don't prepare you for the guilt and the shame you go through after everything's done. They don't prepare you for the amount of shit that you cop calling you the fucking worst things that you could ever imagine. And you click on this person's profile and it's like a photo of some 
fucking bitch with her children or something. Like you're a mother and you're literally talking like that. That's so foul. I would never even speak to my worst enemy like that. Like the amount of, like you've seen the amount of shit I got on TV. And I'm not even like a shit person. Like I'm not a murderer or serial killer. Like I've made some mistakes, but I'm not a shit human being to cop this abuse. All I've done is just go on a show and be real and go through an experience that everyone goes through experience. The only difference is people can watch it. Yeah. I feel like producers put you on there. They exploit you and they get everything they can from you, but they don't give you the coping mechanisms to like deal with what comes with it. Not good. And that's why it makes me like, I don't know what I want to do or whatever, but I hope like by having this podcast, I can talk about some of the shit. Like that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start a podcast in the first place, because I feel like, yeah, there's so many podcasts out there, but like I choose when I want to be vulnerable now and I choose to allow parts of me to be open and parts of people to see different parts of me that, you know, hopefully like, I was saying to you earlier while we're having coffee, like I've got a 12 year old sister. Mm. She's going through that teenage phase, you know, and she's still trying to discover who she is as a person, as a woman. Um, And as an Asian female growing up in racist Australia as well, by the way. So she's still trying to figure out her life and all that stuff. And I just hope, I just pray that anyone out there, maybe the show's not for 12 year olds, but like as you get older and you do discover the show and you can listen to me and, hopefully you can learn from like my experience and know that it's okay. Like whatever you're going through, it's okay. Like, you know, like I've gone through some shit and if I can get through these things, you can too. And life is too fucking precious to just throw it away over some stupid thing that some fucking peasant (laughs) said to you behind a fucking keyboard. Yeah. I, I think, I think the government's actually bringing in like regulations now to try and regulate trolls, but cancel culture and everyone on the internet behind a keyboard it is actually so dangerous Mm. the impacts that they have hopefully people can relate to you and your story (laughs) and you touch everyone well and also watch out for my book that's dropping soon (laughs) 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 a little plug right there um (laughs) coming back full circle that's why i appreciate and love you so much like our friendship is so fun and we have so much like fun together, but we talk about real shit, man. Like, and there's conversations that I've had with you before where I like, I felt like you just hold space for me. Cause I have some dark thoughts going through my mind. Like after, after being on TV, I never thought like I would ever have those sort of thoughts. Like, and I've been through some shit when I was growing up as well, that shit that would just make, you know, grown men cry. But after the whole TV experience, like, my my mind just went onto like a different darkness that I, I just was never, I never realized I had in me. I feel like after that kind of stuff happened to you, you held a lot of that in and you were dealing with that on your own. But I think it's like really brave and really good and part of your healing process now to be open about it and be vulnerable and let everyone kind of, yeah, see this side of you. And like, you've started to open up more to me about things as well. And obviously I guess you feel ready to talk about it, but it's good. And I love you. I love you too. You're so strong. (laughs) We're so strong. 
I feel like we have time for one more story from Mads. If you only if you're comfortable, yeah, yeah. I feel like we need something to lighten the mood a bit because okay. that was really intense, and I need a minute to yeah. just sort of. I need some laughs okay? now. Yeah, I'm so okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so okay. <laughs> I'm totally okay. Okay, Maddie, let's tell them about Cockring Boy, and then <laughs> we can wrap it up. All right. So. <laughs> I met this boy on Hinge recently. Listen, Cockring Boy, if you're <laughs> listening to this fucking podcast, you're lucky I don't know where you live because if I see you on the streets, you dead. <laughs> I will, I won't murder you because I'm not threatening anything. <laughs> but if I see you on the streets, I'll give you some concerning words. Yeah. I'll give you, <laughs> Cockring Boy, if I see you on the streets, I will have a talk to you. <laughs> Period T. Period T. Oh, that's why I love you. Um, okay, so I met this boy on Hinge and he is so hot, like so ridiculously hot. Um, and he's a model and just very sexy boy. Anyway, um, we we're going to hang out earlier in the day and I went on a little bit of a manic ADHD episode where I was cleaning my room. I kept pushing it back a little bit, a little bit, and then it got to about like 4.35 because I wanted to go to the gym and get everything done. And then you were over and you were having a talk with one of your little situationships. Oh, oh, oh yes. And I needed to be there yep. for it. Yep. So old mate comes over for maybe like half an hour, yeah. this guy that I'm seeing, um, half an hour before your situationship rocks up. And we were just kind of talking about how you're going to let this guy down easily and then take him out for dinner for his birthday um but you were like you guys need to be in the room next door put the speaker up play the music loud so that like so he comes over by the way that's why i fucking love you because you you're there for me even though (laughs) you know even though you had the sexy boy coming over i'm telling you no maddie i need you to be here you can't leave me alone because this is a very intense thing for me and i need you to be here yep yep Got you. Got you, boo. I'm on guard. Like, I'll be in my room with the speaker up, with this sexy boy, but I'll be on guard. Don't you worry. Yeah. And you were on guard. I was on guard, sis. <laughs> um, so then your friend comes over. Um, we're all having a little chat, a little vibe. Make sure the mood's all good. And then you give me the signal. You're like, I'm like, okay, to the room. Let's go. So we go into the room. I put the speaker on. I sit down on my little study chair and he's on the bed. And he's like, taps the bed to like come over. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I go. Oh, it's the like. And does he does he do the Yeah, I think it was a bit of a rap. Ew, yeah. I feel ew. like your like weird uncle would do that. Like yeah. come over here and like, <laughs> like yeah. Oh immediate ick. Immediate ick, yeah. But then um Wait, so did you come that's over? That's hundred percent a red flag though. I oh there were so many oh, red babe, flags in this story. Not, you're, you're gonna be like, why did you keep going? Babe, you, that's this is just one red flag, okay? One. So I this was a medium baby flag. It was this was a, yeah, this was a yellow flag. <laughs> so then I go over and he starts kissing me. Out of nowhere, just takes off his pants, drops both his pants and his undies off, just bam, wham. And I was like, excuse me, but my best friend is having a talk and this cannot happen right now. I was like, I need to be on alert. I need to listen to make sure she needs me. I cannot be doing any of this until at least she goes off with old mate to dinner. And he was like... Oh, just a little bit. I was like, the f- a little bit of what? I don't know. So I was like, no, no. 
And then, oh, mind you, Dean and I had had half an edible each before all this went down. <laughs> a legal so, edible. A legal one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've so. got medical weed, so I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I've got prescription. So prescription, mm, yes. Don't lock me up <laughs> unless I want to, officer. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like starting to get a little bit high. Anyway, Dee comes in and she's like, oh, like, we're going to dinner, like, whatever. So then. Wait, wait, wait. So. He puts his pants back on. Oh, yeah, on. his pants are back on at this yeah, point. Like, I didn't go like, in and his yeah, pants no, were off. Yeah, 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 no. But tell them how his pants were off and he still had his shirt on. Yes, ew, that is my biggest Second red flag. Ick. Like when someone has a shirt on and Second no red bottoms. Flag. Like, yes, he's Wait. Sitting, no, his pants around his ankles. Like, no. Did he have socks on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's no. socks on. Buddy. Ew. I know. Okay, so he's- And also he rode his scooter over. <laughs> like a little Vespa. <laughs> Where did and, you find this guy? And also- oh, he's, he's a model, he's a French model, but like- He's French. He's so hot, but- He's I French. I had an ick a couple of times, which helped. Like the fact he was riding a scooter over helped me. With he's the fact French. That he was so did hot. you like pick him up at the local skate park? <laughs> <laughs> Someone I picked up from the skate park would have been better at this. He's point. French. Anyway, Dee goes off to dinner. I go out to the kitchen. I'm like making us a drink. And then we start kissing again. And then I went to the bathroom and I kid you not, I walk out from the bathroom. He brought over a little man bag. He's got his pants off. He pulls a cock ring out of his man bag and just puts it on. Yeah. Not tell me, no discussion. I just walk out and he puts Cockering on his penis. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Was his top still on? No. Or was he fully naked on the stage? He's naked. Wait, no. did he have socks on? Actually, he could have had socks oh. on. I'm not going to lie. Third and, red I, flag. and he's just standing there. And I was like, okay, so you bought a cock ring, but did you bring a condom? <laughs> wait, like, wait, at this stage. I, I was like high, so I didn't give a fuck what I was saying. At this stage, there was... This is the fifth red flag. Wait, what? What? how many red flags are we up to now already? I don't know. Go on. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, why didn't you put that on? And he was like, oh, oh okay. So he did. What size was the condom? Yeah, he had like a nice penis. Like, it was like normal. So there was no falling off. <laughs> so the condom time. wasn't going to be snug. It yeah. was snug. <laughs> it was a snug fit. Are you sure? <laughs> but he, oh, he, <laughs> he wasn't like, um, anyway. So I walk out of the bathroom. I see that. I'm like, get your condom. He puts it on and then we go into my room. He's like, do you have lube? And I was like, yes, I got coconut oil. So I went into my shower and I started pouring so much. Babe. I was high. Coconut oil is not lube. No, it's a natural lube. Is it? Yeah. I've never fucking used coconut oil as, you know, when they just spit on their hands and then they do that. He could have just done that. Why the fuck did you go in and get coconut oil? I always use coconut oil for lube. Really? Yeah. But doesn't it like, it, I heard something right with coconut oil. If it gets too hot, it causes a burning sensation, doesn't it? Or does it not? Nah, it's nice. Oh, I'm going to try it now. Yeah, keep your pussy fresh, pussy clean. Pussy, pussy fresh, pussy clean. I'm going to go get... I like hey Siri, I'm very add natural. I hate hey Siri, add coconut oil to my shopping <laughs> list. And sometimes if you're in a pinch, olive oil goes all right too. I didn't find a shopping list. Do you want to create one? Yeah, I can't. Add in olive oil and coconut oil, please. <laughs> Anyway, I get the coconut oil. I'm I'm like high, so I pour so much out. He's like, "Whoa, that's too much." I was like, Ugh, "Get it off!" And he was like, "Wait, okay?" I was like, "Ugh!" And I like wiped it all on him. I was like, "It fucking stinks! Get it off my hair!" And he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So then we were like having sex, and 
literally, he was so obsessed with my butt. Like, I know I've got a good <laughs> butt, but he was way too obsessed with my butt. I was like, this is like weird. Like, I don't know. It's like, it feels a little bit like, I don't know. I was just getting weird vibes. <laughs> Wait, of, you didn't get weird vibes where he took off his fucking <laughs> pants and had his shirt on? And yeah, the, the 20 other red flags, that that was that, the one. No, the, the, the one where he was obsessed <laughs> with your butt is where you got weird vibes, right? But and not even then, the cock ring situation. Okay, but go on. But then we're having sex <laughs> and no warning, no lube, nothing, two fingers straight in the butt. Like, and I jumped, I turned around and I was like, you're fucking adventurous for someone that just met me. And he was like, Oh, 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 Everywhere. And he showered off the fucking coconut oil, right? He didn't sit on my fucking lounge. <laughs> no, babe. If he sat on my fucking lounge with his coconut oil naked <laughs> body, I will burn it that was couch. Not like, he had he put his pants and his shirt and everything back on. Like the, we were clean. Like he went into the bathroom and washed his okay. hands. He like, yeah. I don't need to burn the couch. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, no. cool. And this was after then we had. Like, I got like some water and then we were like sitting on the okay, lounge. Okay, like, this cool. was like a good like twenty minutes after. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, and then he basically <laughs> said. One, he was like, oh, yeah, the government is just trying to control us. <laughs> <laughs> he said he ha- he's against vaccinations. And I was like, okay, um, so are you vaccinated? He's like, I've got a faith. <laughs> and I was like, worse, doesn't what it? the hell is going on in the House of Commons? And then he <laughs> said, <laughs> then he goes, oh, um, in Australia, like everyone's so free, but like, I don't understand why guys choose to be gay when um, Australian women are so beautiful. And I was like, choose to be gay. Choose to be gay. That is not a thing. And um, I guess maybe people might be gay curious or bi curious and go through like a bit of a journey, like a self discovery, but like you don't choose to be gay. And then he said, I thought I was gay like when I was 15, (laughs) 16. And I was like, ding, cock ring, um, butt, fingers in the butt, everything. Like, yeah, I was like, so tell me more about that. Because I was like, I want to he's like, yeah, no, like, um, I thought that I was in love with my best friend, but it just turned out it was like a bonding thing because, like, I got jealous that he had a girlfriend, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, like, I'm not, like, a, the female body is just so beautiful. Like, I appreciate that. And I'm like, you can appreciate the female body. Maybe, like, your bi or something. I don't know. I feel like you just need to go on a bit of a journey. Um, but also, f- the French are very, like, Ugh, like, I love people and I, uh, you know, like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he had a complex about being curious or whatever but Maybe. i just want to clarify being gay is not a choice yeah no it's not it's and not I, I was like what the hell when he said that i was like this and he's, guy and he's lucky i wasn't in the house when he said that i know because if i heard that i would literally cut a bitch yeah and then <laughs> talking about like how where he's from um back in france is like very criminal there's a lot of criminal activity going <laughs> on and i was like oh yeah and he goes yeah, but you know, sometimes you got to stick it to the man. Like in the eight Literally? years I've been here, I've never paid for my food. And I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, obviously, if I go to like a small, like family owned grocery, I'll buy it, but like Coles and Woolies, I just <laughs> take it. And I was like, okay, um, I think we've had a good night. Um, I'm trying to go. And he went to kiss me. I was like, mm. so this, and he rode off in his scooter into the night, and I never heard anything. Wait, him. wait, backtrack. <laughs> just, just so everyone is clear. This man's told you that he steals from Coles yeah. and Woolies. 
Like <laughs> an edgy faxer, food stealing person that thinks people choose to be gay. <laughs> so, yeah. And then. That rides a scooter. That rides a little Vespa. What did I let into my life? Anyway, um, I was also quite triggered from him. And I didn't realise that I was going to be so triggered from him because I went through something when I was like 16 and it brought up a lot of like old feelings. Mm. And I was like. So when I left for dinner, I was like, oh my God, Maddie, I really like this boy. He's so Yeah, nice. you'll give him that. Yeah. He seems so normal and nice and everything. And you're like behind him, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. It's like, and I was like, yeah, sweet. But then he took his pants off and, and then, went down here from there. And then like, I came back from, cause I was only gone for like two hours. So I was like, oh my God, like I was so excited. I was like, Maddie's gonna have such an mate. I can't wait to hear. Maybe they're still hooking up or whatever. So I came home and I was like, ooh, like the, like your door was closed. I was like, yes, <laughs> like, you know, she's getting it on. You open the door, you're like, I hate him. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I heard all this. I was like, no, <laughs> what did we let in our house? And I was like, get my sage right now. Get my sage right now. I need to sage that booty uh, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> what he did is so not okay. First of all, don't fucking go to, if any men are listening right now, you don't go to a fucking girl's house and just think it's okay to whip out a cock ring and just, just like- take your pants off so like- Casually, you need to treat women with respect. Hello, we're a fucking normal human being as well. Just have a conversation. Let's talk. You're a fucking grown man. And don't be fucking putting your fingers where they don't belong without permission. Yeah, like ask if it's okay first and don't go in dry. (laughs) Like you have the coconut oil. (laughs) If I didn't say it before, this podcast is not for anyone under 18. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you have little children around, please don't. We I love how you say that now, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> we need to you put that to fuck stuff. Cut, but hey, cut that trigger warning and put it in the beginning, Courtney. Because okay, well, mm. thank you for sharing, and that wraps up today's podcast. We're too loose, looser than the condom on that guy's dick. <laughs> okay, and that wraps up an episode of the Divine. I hope you all enjoyed that and had a lot of laughs as much as we did. I want to say thank you to this beautiful human being, Madison Mills, who I love so much for coming on. Um, So if you want to say hello or you have any questions about today's episode or if you want to know more about how coconut oil would work as lube, (laughs) you can email me on hello at thedivine.com. That's divine with a D-E-E. I'm also active on social media, on Instagram at dnewen. Thanks for having me. I was so happy coming on here and I'm very proud of you and what you're doing. And I had lots and lots and lots of fun. Thank you. And I can't wait to, um, I can't wait for you to read my book. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Oh, look at you go off, sis. Go off, queen. So and proud of you. Slay. Purity. <laughs>